What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another the Breaking Barriers pod, where we're talking all things and anything basketball. I'm your co-host, GZ Hoops. Let me throw this no look over to my boy real quick. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Mark, a.k.a. Breaking Barriers Training. G and I both would like to express our appreciation for the love and support you guys have been showing. Please continue to tune in to each episode and also go follow us on IG and Twitter, both at Breaking Barriers Training and GZ Hoops. Let me finish this bucket. My guy, what's up? What's good, Mark? How are we feeling? Another day, man. Can't complain. How are you? I'm cool. Was you, were you off last night? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I already know, like, whenever I see Breaking Barriers not active for, like, more than, let's say, six hours, seven hours, I'm like, all right, this guy's actually asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'd be knocked out. I had a had a rough day at practice yesterday, so. Uh-oh. You know, I was, uh, uh try, oh, how can I put it? Came home a little bit. Um, Frustration? Yeah. I'll put I it hear that. you. We'll get, we'll get into that in a minute, but, uh. At least you got some sleep. We're cool. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Saturday morning, blessed episode 81 of the Breaking Barriers pod. Man, um, 81, bro. 81, 81. is kind of crazy. I was just saying, like, it's fitting that this weekend is episode 81. Cool. Because, yeah, we were saying, and we seen the other day, what, two or three days ago was three years since Kobe, his daughter, and others passed. Um, right. I mean... Not everybody believes in the guy upstairs. Not everyone speaks that kind of stuff into existence. But, like, I know how we think and how we rock. And it's definitely crazy and fitting that this weekend is episode 81. Today is, what, the 28th? And he died on the 26th. And the weekend is 81. Hmm. I mean, it don't get no simpler than that as far as the number thing. I was going to say, hopefully people, if y'all listen to our podcast, you're, you're a basketball fan, you have to understand the correlation between Kobe and 81. I hope. I don't <laughs> think we have to explain that. But. I mean, it's even a commercial out there on it at this point with him <laughs> mm-hmm. and Jayla Rose. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it speaks for itself. Three years since that. I mean, it's like, it's, it's crazy, though, in the sense that obviously that happened three years ago. We've been doing the pod for like dang near three years, like. Right. A lot has obviously changed, but I mean, episode 81, we want to give a shout out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, everybody that be tapping into our episodes and All right, let's get right into it, bro. Yes, sir. Let's get it. So, I mean, I was going to start with y'all team, the success you guys been having, and we'll, <laughs> we'll pivot there here in a moment, but since you opened up with a, a little bit of... Uh, frustration or whatever you want to call it from last night i mean for those that don't coach or don't hoop or don't compete in any sort of athletic setting if you don't have that feeling here and there you're not really doing it right i'm gonna say that one and you don't care mm-hmm. so it's like what, what was going on bro what's up man i mean you know you know typical uh we're we doing good right now we're doing like real good so eight um, no eight no right now eight no um which is exceeding everybody's expectations except mine. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the season, I looked at the schedule, then I looked at us, and I was like, if we get to a certain amount of time and a certain amount of uh, months that we got each other, then we'll be all right. We can maybe finish undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say speak stuff in existence, um, obviously we didn't finish the season undefeated, so I'm not claiming that. But I told the group, you know, it was a possible chance we could get off to a hot start. Or if we play right, lock in game by game, we'll be undefeated. So, um, 
Not you know, to cut you off, but how many games do you guys have regular season? Uh, about 20. Okay. I want to say it's 20 like halfway cause, through. Almost. Yeah, cause we got we got 16 regular season games, but we might put gotcha. on we might put on a couple more on the schedule. So Okay. I mean, shoot, 16 20. set up as of now. You're 8 and 0 right now. Yeah. So we got we got that and then we um I want to obviously ain't preseason, so you know we got like a little tip-off tournament we want to join in just to you know keep polishing our skills. So we'll be out there mm-hmm. uh, next weekend, actually out okay. in Aerie, out in Aerie, So oh yeah, we ain't dodging no wreck, bro. But it's just like you know, you know how kids is. They went in now. They see, all right, we went in. We you know they smelling themselves a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, just a rough practice yesterday. We got a, a big opponent coming up Monday. Uh, we gotta have a lot of schemes for just one player. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but um, you know we gotta get the schemes down. We was practicing yesterday. We started off with high energy. Um, obviously, I had to play the the main guy that we will be facing because nobody in the gym would be able to really do or mimic what he could do because he's yeah just, replicate that. Yeah, he's just a special player. So you know, I'm, we in the process going up and down, and they just hacking me, hacking me, hacking me. And I'm like. Yo, getting pissed. I'm like, stop hacking. <laughs> like, bro, like, I'm getting to the point where you know how we tell the kids to play through it. <laughs> I'm stopping mid play. Stop hacking. I'm screaming. Bro, I go down. I'm like, all right. I get up. All right. It's all right. It's part of the game. 10 more minutes go by. I'm steady screaming. Up. Then boom, 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 boom. Bro, I just go down so hard. Like, my knee still hurt right now. <laughs> like, man. Like, it's crazy, but it was like they was hacking and, you know, everybody out there, oh, well, it's part of basketball, but the way um, – if they would have saw my team from the beginning until now, we made a massive jump on defense. I mean, obviously, our defense was always kind of good, but now we're getting to the fundamentals of hands up, mirror the ball, being helped, don't reach. You know, little stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, like, just trying to keep up picking up on the good habits during the practices and games, and, you know, they just wasn't listening. Like, they was – I don't know if they was energized, they was hype, excited about the fact that, you know, this game that they won, or I don't know, bro. You know, I'm not in their head, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, long story short, I ended up sending them home after like an hour and some, ah. and, and some change. Like it was like an hour 15. Hour hey, I'm not going to lie. It, every basketball team, every basketball program has had that moment where the coach is basically just like, forget it, go home. I mean, like, it's sometimes unbearable, bro. Like, and I ain't going to lie, I told them yesterday, like, don't even hit me up for work, workout stay or practice. Like that's how frustrated I was. But then I doubled down and texted him today and was like, uh, "Do we y'all want to get anybody want feel like they want to get shots up or extra work?" Um, if they most of them say yeah, we'll probably have practice. But if only a couple want to get in the gym because you know they still got to rest their body. So for right. people out there like, oh well, you're giving them a opportunity if they want to practice tonight. You're the coach. No, we had games literally like every other day this week. So you mm-hmm. know. It don't hurt to rest your body in a couple of days and lock in on the assignment. We pretty much know the assignment, but it don't hurt to go over it to get the um, details of your head so then you can have muscle memory, little stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, based off the scores that you send me that I see, um, if you guys don't follow Marky's team on Instagram, they got an Instagram account, Feral 8th Grade Basketball. It's in his bio. We share it all the time. Um the scores, I mean, like you've been hinting at, like your defensive capabilities or abilities, whatever term you want to use, are definitely top-notch in the sense of, I mean, you're talking about the little things y'all are doing, but it's also like 
from what I see, it's just energy, effort, and execution, really. Gotta be. Because, I mean, uh, I don't know who parents listen to stuff, but we don't got the best ball handlers. Mm-hmm. Besides a couple of players, we got probably like three max who really we could put our trust in and be like, go run the offense, handle mm-hmm. the ball, you know, little stuff like that. But as far as everybody else, they could get from point A to point B. They're not really like a break you down or not even maybe really run the offense. So, you know, we got we got to work with what we got and I'm trying to get them to understand we play defense. Everybody's involved in defense. Mm-hmm. We play offense. If, if I wanted to be the type of coaches they had in the past, I could just give the three guys the ball and clear everybody else out. And let them rock. Exactly. But we um, – I mean, I ain't trying to preach to them. You know, just everybody involved. Make the extra pass because sometimes you feel like you got an open shot, but somebody got a better shot. Mm-hmm. You know, just teaching them stuff we learn, bro. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes I'm like, am I am I getting through to them? But then other times I see it or, you know, they replicate to me that they, they locked in with me and, you know, things like that. But it's it's definitely – I see what our coaches went through now. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's crazy. Cause you know, we we was like, we was always excited to get to practice. But then there was the, that one guy on the team, or even you know, sometimes that's on certain days where we just ain't got it. We don't want to practice, you know. So you got to mm-hmm. try to wheel that guy around. To, you know, even if he don't have the best practice, just still be engaged for his team, so nobody else think that that's okay to do. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and um, it's a long season, bro. We had them. Since maybe September. Mm-hmm. That's I was actually going to touch on that. Like, this is going to be a whole separate conversation in a couple segments here. But uh, you guys, like, since you've had the the gym open, like you said, since September, like y'all been together for so long, and that's why the wins are accumulating. One, but two, that's also another reason why, like, giving guys a day off isn't necessarily a negative. Because right. y'all know, like, everybody, I mean, especially at the age those guys are at right now. They, they sound to find themselves. Yeah, like, they love the game of basketball. They're going to be wrong. But, like, you don't want to just kind of keep drilling and drilling and drilling them with the game where they start to lose that interest. And once exactly. a team loses the interest, that's when everything just kind of fumbles. So everything it's like everything. if you're not having fun and the guys aren't engaged, they're not going to win. Like, it's as simple as that. I've been on teams where kids just kind of – don't care anymore and that's when it, it really sucks to be honest so it, it sucks and, and I'm I coached one undefeated team before but obviously the season wasn't as long as this one is so I kind of know I'm not going to say I'm an expert but I kind of know what it takes uh, you know to keep the season going as far as undefeated and mm-hmm. you know maybe um, being able to muster up the tough games when y'all don't got it but it's like <clears throat> it's like man it's just it's so stressful, bro. It's so hard. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Trying to be undefeated, I would not recommend it. Because even though I hate losses, I'm not saying I want to lose now to get over it. But um, It's almost like you're anticipating that one game where things might not go your uh, way, and then you want to see how the kids respond, how you respond, the community, whoever. Yeah, because we had that game already against Sharon. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to have a part for that one. But, you know, we had a rough game against Sharon, bro. So we shouldn't have won that game. I, I I watched film about three times. I still don't understand how we won. Like I I even asked Ike like, did they switch the score like by accident? Did they give somebody two points they wasn't supposed to or take away? Like, bro, I honestly don't. I watched it. Obviously, I know how we won. Obviously, I see it. But man, we shouldn't have won. But that tells my group how special they could be. 
how special they is mm-hmm. when adversity is up against them, you know, little things like that. But it's like at this age, they don't look at the little stuff like that. They just look at, oh, we winning, coach. We ain't no, you know, little stuff <coughs> like that. But I'm trying to get them to understand if y'all notice how y'all came back against this team, a team that we probably could have beat by maybe 10 or more, mm-hmm. then we should be able to handle a lot more stuff than y'all feel like we can handle because that's a good quality team y'all just beat. And y'all beat them at their house against a lot of circumstances. Stance, excuse me. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little stuff like that. They, it's a special group. But after a while, you get tired of hearing my voice. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on them every day because, like I said, they're undefeated, bro. So it's like we got a lot of expectations behind us. But then we got a lot of people telling us what we can't do still. So mm-hmm. we're eight and zero, and a lot of people still don't really respect it. Well, that's how I was gonna ask. Like for people that tap into the pod, most Crazy. people know about. Feral as a community, as a program, whether it's basketball, football, right, anything like the city itself, they're termed as the city of champions for a reason, right? Yes, right. Um, Twenty-one I mean, state titles as mm-hmm. a, as a school, which That's is tough, crazy. super crazy. tough. Now with y'all, I know you're not at the high school level right now. Maybe one day you'll be moving up the ranks. Or if you want to just keep dominating the eighth grade stuff, who knows? <laughs> that that's, that's all up in the air, you know what I'm saying? But like for being kind of that that middleman, that building block to the varsity level and with the success y'all are having, like I know you were messaging me the other day, just with the whole pressure thing. Pressure. How do you how do you handle that and like how do you not I guess visibly show that to your kids because obviously you want them to have confidence and you want them to be that much better for the next level. So, man, just, I'm just picking your brain, bro. That's all. No, that's a good question, honestly, because I was just talking to Ike about it yesterday. Two days for like the past two days, bro. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to reach out to a lot of the OGs that we had, you know, and see how to. Well, I have it yet, but I got. I'm going to especially mm-hmm. coming up on another big game Monday because, you know, like, I'm still learning to coach rounds. I've been coaching, like, five or six years now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, still learning it. So, like, mm-hmm. I try not to show it, but it's hard. It's hard. Like, bro, I'm, I think about that, like, a lot now. Like, lately I've been thinking about the, the team and just how can I keep them going and how can I keep them focused. Like, you know, I try to stay on them. I text them every day during school, before school. I text them. Um, you know, at night after games, let them know, you know, little stuff. But, mm-hmm. bro, I honestly don't know how I'm dealing with it. I think I just try to shrug it off and, you know, maybe just, you know, talk to you or my other guys or mm-hmm. uh, deal with my son or my kids, you know, just try to be around them and the family. Oh, you're to... saying you have a life outside of basketball? I'm trying. <laughs> that, now, now that we're doing this, bro, and there's a lot of more attention on us. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have that life outside of basketball where I don't bring it home. Because mm-hmm. that balance is very important. That's not even very. just basketball. That's that's work, life, balance in any any instance. Very important, bro. Cause like it's a lot. My girl even see it, bro. Like she sees the stress and just the the outpour of love we get in. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit driving the paparazzi's at our games and stuff, but bro, I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you. We packed out probably about except the last game. And that's because it was the day after it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. We packed out every game, bro. And we had, like, sharing game was standing room only. It was so crowded. They had to call a timeout, tell the person under the hoop. We had people under the hoop. They had to tell Hello. them to foul left and right and just stand up against where you can because we played inside a little old case mm-hmm. and um, packed it. Man, down. see, that's how it's supposed to be, though, for real, for real. 
Like, I'm happy to hear that that's how the community is, whether it's Farrell, Sharon, whoever, like, the area, that, that whole area back home, like, when we were kids and growing up, when we were in high school, before high school, whatever, like, every game was, like, a must-win game and a must-see game. Exactly. And now, and we talk about it all the time, like, with the the social media presence, the Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives, whatever, which obviously is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like having that energy within the gym, within those four walls, total different. It, bro, like it, it gets the coaches, it gets the players, it gets everybody going that much more. Definitely do, and um, you know, like they've been packing the gym, so like my kids is almost immune to the middle school crowd. What I mean by the middle school crowd is that's how it packed the gym been for the middle school. Obviously, when you take it to a bigger establishment, like a bigger gym, like the high school gyms, it'll be a little more spaced out, but it will still be a good crowd of people there, you know? So it's like um, the gym been packed. I've been trying to get them to understand, like use the crowd to your advantage. But when the game get bad, we have each other to look mm-hmm. to and not look to the crowd. So um, it's things like that, bro. But it's like, I don't want to say this because, like I said, I don't know who listened, but, oh, bro, me and Ike had to hit the backstage on him. Like, there was so many people up there waiting to talk to us after the game. Like, and you know, this is my second year at Farrell, so I don't know all the ins and outs and the uh, doors to get to and how to right. get up the back way. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, Ike, I can't do this today, bro. Like, my, I'm like, get I'm, me out. I'm like, bro, I, I don't know if I got anxiety or not, but if I don't, I'm gonna get it today with all these people up here. I like, come on, bro, we're gonna go the back way. <laughs> we go the back way, bro. We look, I look back, and all the people was back there at our locker room waiting. And me and I creep out the door, you know, just it, it. I hope it don't sound rude, but it's like, bro, we've been having so many, so much outpouring of love that it's like we almost need space, bro, because like mm-hmm. now it's like. It's like it's bringing so much light and attention this year. Like last year, I you know I tried to get the social media mm-hmm. going and try to get everybody involved and you know just keep the fans and everybody in. And it was like I had a good team then, but you know I, I, they packed the gym just to come see one certain player. But like now it's right. like they're coming to see the team. They're coming to see the coach. Everybody want to talk to the coach. Everybody want to talk to the team. We got uh you know people uh trying to interview my kids now. Like they're in high school and I'm like what. This is seven eighth grade game. Like I know it's so different from when we were at that point in our life. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, bro. But it's like that's what the town we live in. So it's like, you know, you gotta be the cool coach, but the, the stern coach at the same time, you know, and mm-hmm. trying to keep them locked in on the stuff they supposed to be locked in and we'll focus on a little stuff later when we cause like after every game, I come in, they like, y'all drill sergeants, like most of the time, I'm the main coach, and Ike is the one that, you know, bring them back to life. But They don't even know, man. They don't understand, bro. But it's like, after the game, Ike come in, what did y'all win? Nothing yet. You know, they already know. Like, that's just another game. And then I gave them this thing called 24-hour rules. 24-hour rule. We, from the time we win to the time, whatever time it is we leave the locker room, until the time practice starts the next day, you're allowed to be happy and celebrate. And communicate about the win. Once it's time to practice, we lock in on the next day, mm-hmm. and that like game that. don't even matter no more. I like know? that. So try to do little stuff like that, bro. Keep them, keep them engaged. Let them smell themselves real quick, but then quickly understand we right back to work because mm-hmm. there ain't no- accountability. You know it's crazy, G. That's our that's our word for our team. You mm-hmm. only you you know you you ain't even around, and that's that's the word for the team. Like I text them every day. 
accountability. Mm-hmm. Do this person know we got practice? If this person getting in trouble in school doing this, is you gonna be? Is somebody gonna step up and be, you know Pick little stuff? Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. So trying well, to teach you. Well, that's what our right. coaches used to tell us, bro. Yeah, that's all. That, bro, I'm literally like y'all just gotta following. be cool on the court, off the court. You don't have to be best friends, but if you see someone acting up in the classroom, you as a teammate, you gotta say something to them. Bro, I got literally. I got a team officer, and then I got two captains. So what I mean by team officer, I got the one who everybody who in school get in trouble. He texts me in front of them. They could we in a group message. He texts me in front of all them and tells on them. <laughs> like, so like, <laughs> hey, that'll make sure you don't mess around, bro. He does that, and then the captains is like me in school. So it's like we got every piece to be a great team. We did. We just had to – I have to stay on them and keep putting them in positions to win, and they have to keep being hungry, listen, buy and, in. and buy in. And for the most part, bro, they bought in. Like, they tell me all the time, Coach, I love you, man. Coach, you you, you one of the best coaches we had. You wanted the real – you know, they, they tell me stuff. So, I, it's understood that they bought in. But mm-hmm. I don't – we don't need to get complacent or thinking that the win is just going to automatically come to us. Right. Because we got about – we got next week, which is two games, and then we got Franklin later on down the stretch. Mm, Maybe okay. Greenville. So that's like four high-quality games that we could possibly lose. Mm-hmm. Got to um, show up and be ready. Got to, bro, because I'm telling you, the eyes is on us, G. Like, I see it. No, I mean, like, crazy. even an outsider looking in, like, it's crazy. obviously we, we talk to and about Ken Ken, his sports page all the time, which night in, night out, he's doing great covering – Basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is back home. He he's that guy. Shout out to Ken Ken. And he always shares our episodes for so we love that too. Yes, sir. Um and then also the the newer platform I've been seeing, you might know who it is. I, I personally don't seven two four. He's seven two four sports. That's, that's E Bell. Shout out to my boy E Bell. He got some oh. hand in that. That's E Bell. Okay. I don't want to mess up the name because I don't know everybody associated with it, but I know E Bell and Lamont Peterson is uh okay. and, I know, yeah, I know the Bell kid, at least a little bit, like from you. And then I know you went to Kennedy for a little bit, I think. Yes, I sir. But yes, sir. So shout out to both of them. I mean, putting everybody on the map. Like, that's what we've been trying to do over the last how many years. And we've been doing it. But it's also like those guys are focusing solely on that area, which it's nice to see. It's a smaller, smaller community, but just bringing everybody up along with it. It's cool. It's cool. Definitely is. And it's like they even putting light on the middle school games. They mm-hmm. put light on like all sports around here, so it's like to. I mean, everybody know my family because my uncles went to Pharaoh. My mom went to Pharaoh. They were star athletes, so I don't have no choice but to be known. But it's like me posting stuff on the internet. You know, I got the people, the players' parents, so they share it. Then the fans is my fa- uh, friends, so they see it and share it. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, like they're more hands on. What I mean by more hands-on is they're at the games more. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they kind of relaxed on the COVID stuff. So, like, the fans are there more. They want to they want to be more engaged. And I, I love the support, bro. It's, it's just crazy because I'm like, this is eighth grade, and we packed out every gym. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm going to say, too. That's, like, just saying, like, the best ability is availability. And that correlates to visibility, which is you post on social media, me or whoever sharing it. Can can seven two four sports like they're sharing it like everyone is just kind of working together whether we know it or not and that's that's just the end all be all that's what we want so man it's crazy just want to give them their love too for sure got to give everybody that follow the Pharaoh eighth grade 
and seventh mm-hmm. grade. We appreciate y'all, all the moms that brings the waters. I'm not gonna name <laughs> names because I don't want to leave nobody out. We appreciate the waters because it definitely be clutch. We be going to these places with these nasty water fountains. We man, we we appreciate everything. Like, um, you know, both groups is having winning seasons. Mm-hmm. That's dope, um, man. Ike is dealing with a little more than me, but he's still making it work. And then, like, you know, to see him work and, you know, to see how how enthused he is with the kids and just to see everything, bro, it's like it make me keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end it, of the day, bro, it's, it's all it's a learning experience on the player's perspective, the coach's perspective, everybody like everyone within that group is so young. Like oh, not saying you and I are young, but like, I mean, in the, the coaching world, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, he's younger than me. He's this That's is what I'm his saying. He was, he was the youngin. This this is and second year as a head coach. He played league for like ten years because he was young. <laughs> <laughs> I love with the floods. My dog, <laughs> man. Nah. So yeah, if y'all don't follow the Feral Eighth Grade Basketball account on Instagram, please do. It's in we my share account. it all the time. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, are are you still hooping? Or are y'all still playing in the leagues? I'm not gonna lie, we've been so locked in on this coaching stuff is. We ain't hooked in like yeah. probably like two, three weeks. I mean, that's how it goes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but don't worry. If you're not playing, I'm finally back to playing. My boy is I'm back cool. playing. Bro, that really – I can't believe that took that long for, for my body to heal. But like – That's how much strain you put on it, though. Yeah. And I think we talked about it last episode maybe. But like throughout my day-to-day at work, it's not like I'm just sitting up with my feet up, letting my calf just recover night in or day in, day out. Like, I'm not always like, just walking around the hospital. Yeah, yeah not like me. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Nah, but, like, I mean, I'm just I'm just so, like, honestly, the last, like, two weeks, me being able to just run and hoop and get on the court and compete, like, my mental state is just so much better than it was a month ago, two months ago. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I made my return last weekend. Game on Saturday was all right. Obviously, out of shape for sure. Like a mug. I'm already Man. knowing. No, I haven't. I I was telling the guys like I think that was the first time in my life. I'm not even kidding that I was actually tired from playing basketball. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never mean, really felt like that because a bike you could have used. I mean, I imagine you probably riding a bike like the stationary one. Just but the, the stationary bike ain't running and that's where everybody think oh i'm in shape because i was on a bike that bike nah, got it do don't, it don't cross over i promise you i don't i don't even understand when they say use that for shape like obviously you probably keep yourself in shape like for that's like straight like i mean just to regulate your heart rate get it up a little bit so you don't turn into like a fat slob <laughs> right but like yeah it's a whole different type of impact um, exactly so like you know i'm i, I could imagine but i got questions like going back on the court for the first time even though you know you felt right was you timid making moves i definitely was like literally like the first the first possession of the game i had i got the ball off the tip i felt cool made a couple moves drove to the rim where normally i would just explode off my left and just try and finish right where i instantly just kicked it out which it was a good play don't get me wrong but tim and a couple of my guys were like why don't you just finish it and i'm like man like i don't know I got to get back into my flow. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it definitely, like that game, I was okay. Sunday when I played pickup with honestly higher level guys, I think that made me play better and play harder, which allowed me to kind of feel like myself again. Like yeah. I, I was doing what I was supposed to do, hitting threes, getting to the rim, facilitating. Like 
I'm back now, and I can't I wait. I got a game today at 120. Yeah, I'm okay. a really just gun. <laughs> I don't even care anymore, bro. Like My I, dog. I was playing yesterday just sniping. Like, I feel – and this is something, too. Like, for those people that are like, oh, like, I haven't hooped in X amount of weeks, months, whatever. This isn't me, like, tooting what I got. But, like, if you if you love the game, you watch the game, and you know how to play the game, you don't have to work out every single day. And that's not me saying, like, you shouldn't work on your skills weekly. But, like, if you got it, you got it. Just trust in yourself. No, you got it. Like, and that's what I tried to tell, which probably didn't help. But that's what I told my kid. Like, like kids, our coach, they said, did you used to work out when you was younger? I'm not going to lie to you. I had never really worked out on my game. Like, I was born blessed. Mm-hmm. My family's athletes. So, you know, I was born blessed. And basketball was just something I picked up and was you know, I loved and I was good at. Like, my uncle would take me to the gym on Saturdays, but I, like, these kids now got full-out trainers, like, where they work out. Mm-hmm. If it's not different. the whole week. You know what I mean? Like, if not the whole week, the three days a week. So, you know, whereas us, we would work out when we get the opportunity. Or we'll just go play pickup. Mm-hmm. I know, think so. that's it. Just playing pickup, bro. Like, Sunday was pickup. Then I didn't play until yesterday. I went to LA Fitness after work. Played two-on-two with a couple of random dudes. Was just killing. But you know the it's difference, like, bro? I just hoop. Like, I know how to play. I have to cut you off either. You know the difference between Saturday and Sunday is when you said you was playing with higher-level dudes, too, I feel like you felt like, all right, they not going to make the bonehead play to, you know, no, re- re-injure me. And it's not a knock to the guys on Saturday or anybody. No. Play, but, I, but that's I, how I we think. Agree. That's how we think, you know, when you playing with guys who maybe, like, they, they just play the game for recreational fun compared to guys who play on – like they're a more higher IQ. Mm-hmm. They they play on a regular or they play some type of basketball. So mm-hmm. they like you know you felt more safer. So you like all right. If I get re-injured, it's on me. Not right. Me. No, that's one hundred percent true. Because I I told you over messaging like the point guard for the opposing team on Saturday. He's like, oh man, I haven't seen you in like two months. How you been? I'm like, oh, I got hurt, whatever. And then he's just guarding me ninety four feet, and he's like, I know you haven't played, but I gotta let someone else beat us. It's like I get that, but then again, like that's kind of what you're getting at. Like he's just trying to take me away from the game because I can do what I can do. But it's also like I don't even want to try that hard because this cat's gonna try that much harder against me, and then I can get messed up. If you guard me 94 feet and I'm not even trying, I'm out of shape as hell. (laughs) And and you're guarding me 94 feet, then I know you're gonna foul me, right? And I know that that leads to you know making that wrong step, Mm -hmm. and and it's like. There was no need for that. So, what's your win? How did you – did you have a sub? Um, Yeah, we had two guys, but I only came out once because, you know me, I'm too competitive. Of course. But, I mean, I was straight. It's not like – and this isn't me talking myself up again, but, like, my – Man, forget shape, that, bro. Give yourself credit. My, my out of shape is different than other individuals of out course. of shape. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. and a lot of it's mental. And, like I said, I was just blessed and happy to be out there competing and playing. So, like, I'm just – I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm ready for today's game. I can't wait to get out there today and tomorrow. It's, just, know, it's fun, bro. And um, not to cut you off, but I know good. we we mentioned something last episode that I'm not going to dive into too much detail about right now. But me and you are definitely excited about. I'm gonna be around a little bit more, and people will see that in the in the coming months. But yeah, bro, th- things are definitely up. Yes, sir. It's definitely up. But you know, what's what you said is crazy, bro, because I'd be telling, like, my kids about it and, and also, like, the, the dudes I hope with, like, I'd be telling them, like, you don't never want to come out. You, you stubborn with about timeouts, this and that. And I'm like, 
I be tired, don't get me wrong, and I know it, but my mental don't let me right, like, like want to sit down. It's no like, way. do you guys want to win? <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, yeah, I be tired, but I'm like, if I'm not out there, I can make a play that somebody else can't. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know that for sure. I know that about myself. Like that's yeah. I'm only take myself out if I know I'm a liability or like I'm not benefiting the team, which yeah. that is rare. And honestly, like if I was that exhausted, I would have been like, "Yo, bro, take me out." Bro, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like this. If I know like this team is weak, and I could get some, I could get us to run it up by ten or fifteen real quick. Yeah, I could go sit down and then I, I'll stay mm-hmm. out as long as I want. You know, until I see like it's looking bad or somebody else's gas. But like, if it's a close game or you know, like it's a game where I need to be in, my my mental is telling me you can't come out. Right. So it's like. Nah. And I'm not even in as much shape as you is, bro. But I that's just that's our mental and that's how we were raised, and that's just like the competitive exactly. drive we got. But it's uh different, man. Built different for real. And these kids don't understand that. I got a couple kids like that, you know, but people don't understand that, bro. No, one hundred percent. And that's that's actually gonna be our next conversation here after the commercial break. But I just wanna say if y'all listen to this first 30 plus minutes, I know it's a lot about us, but that's why the show is the Breaking Barriers Pod with GZ Hoops. I mean, exactly. that's what y'all come for. Um, and if y'all want to be a sponsor for the next episode, let us know. We'll we'll remake our, our uh, commercial. <laughs> and that's what we're going to commercial break. Yes, sir. I have, <laughs> we'll be right back, bro. Oh, man, we back. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> nah, but like I was saying, like, kind of what we were talking about right before the break. I want to bring this up to you because obviously you're within the coaching realm right now with a a younger group of guys. Um, I've been seeing this a lot, not just back home, but like across the States, to be honest, where and we, we brought it up in different lanes, I guess you could say, but the overall like lack of interest in real basketball in our youth. So like I, I see like, there's schools with no JV teams. There's schools where kids are quitting, whether it's they can't take the coaching, they can't take just the, the strain on their body. Or, I, I don't know. I've, I've never quit anything like that in my life. So someone would have to explain that, that aspect of it to me. But, I mean, like, what, what do you think is the reasoning behind, like, the lack of just overall enjoyment or interest in basketball right now? Well, for one, like you said, they don't want to play real basketball. Cause they they see this YouTube stuff. They see where uh, Mikey got the ball and he he going off of picks and shooting crazy step backs and mm-hmm. you know shots he work on though. That's the difference. Is mm-hmm. rather they crazy or not, they shots he work on. So he feel comfortable shooting them. Whereas we got kids watching it and they want to go mimic it. Can't make a regular shot, mm-hmm. you know, or they feel like that's just real basketball where they should be coming off a of pick and roll all day and the ball is always in their hands and then they can't take the running. Cause mm-hmm. I know, I know that was a struggle with my kids at first. It was like, oh man, we got Coach Mark. He always make his teams run, you know. But uh, they don't want to run. They want to think they they think we're supposed to just roll the ball out there and basically let them play, bro. They think the, honestly, they think the coach is just out there to basically look good and say he a coach. That's how I feel, and that's what I told my group. I'm like, y'all must think that's what a coach is. Y'all think I'm supposed to just let y'all roll out there, be out of shape the whole season, and just play free for all against teams that's going to be running plays and trapping y'all. No. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you, you see the kids who love the game and or, or at least want to still play and finish it out. And then you see the kids who like, man, forget this. I don't mm-hmm. care. You know? 
No, this well, that's what, like, even what you're saying, like, to begin the season, you got your guys running, which to me and you, that's a norm. Like, that's that's preseason any sport, not just basketball. But, like, like you were hinting at, the whole social media highlight basketball stuff, people see clips of, like you said, dudes just going crazy, half-court shots, between the leg, dunks, whatever. Like, I feel like kids now, they think, like, if I'm not doing that, I'm not good at basketball and I shouldn't play. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like some kids think like that, then some kids who don't even know basketball or care about basketball play and be like, well, I just played because I wanted to. You know, and then they be like, they don't, extracurricular type stuff. Right. But they don't care if they win or lose. And then it's like the guys who actually are interested, that makes them uninterested or be like, I don't want to play because he in my grade and that's what I got to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate to be like that, but that's how it really is. And I was just talking to my boy about that the other day when he was over here. We was talking and stuff, and I was just like, bro, it's hard because the kids who love it, they got to struggle because they got to run for kids who don't even care about the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like they got to suffer, and then it make them, like, not want want to play because, honestly, in the kid who's good, mine is they like, man, get them out of here and let's work with the kids who are good and who's going to be in the game. Let's like, you know, do what we're supposed to do and learn. But mm-hmm. instead they're running laps because a kid can't listen, a kid can't make a layup. You gotta hold everybody accountable. Rather mm-hmm. they're good or not, you gotta hold everybody accountable. You know, kids don't want to deal with that. So No, uh, and that's the thing too, like and that's not even you saying like if you're not good at the game of basketball, you shouldn't be on the team. It's more or less if you don't enjoy the game, then why are you playing? Exactly. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Like, I mean, I never liked ice hockey. I never went and played hockey. Right, bro. But, like, I liked basketball, so I played. And whatever was put on my plate, I did two or minutes or two play the game of basketball. Exactly. So it's like with kids either not wanting to work hard, whether it's just like a lazy era or soft era, whatever you want to call it, it's just it's hard to see. Because honestly, bro, like you, you just said, like that hurts the kids who really do like the game and want to develop their game. That hurts referees. If there's no JV games, there's no middle school games or whatever, referees can't get experience. Coaches don't get that coaching experience to move up the ranks or just do what they enjoy. Like there's a lot of factors that come into play that lose by not having more basketball. Exactly. It's, it's so rough, bro. It's like, I'll be talking to Ike. I'm like, why, how how kids that don't even play basketball got tights and want to come out here and look icy and don't even know how to play the game? Like, that irks me. And I, that's one thing I tell, mm-hmm. to, I tell my our teams. Like, I be telling the seventh graders that, but I don't really got no control because that's Ike's team. But, you know, I just be like, how how is y'all coming out here with tights and y'all can't even make layups? Like, what is what is this about? It's like, crazy. Help me understand why y'all are more worried about looking like this than how to put the ball in the you know mm-hmm. in this but it's a different generation, bro. And and now like you gotta watch what you say. You gotta watch like, I was about to say these kids are spoiled, bro. Like you'll you'll make a kid run and they'll go tell their parent and the parent comes up there the next day and they're getting on nuts like, well, why'd you make my kid run? Oh, and then the athletic director's calling you. Exactly, bro. And 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 you know, I'm not gonna name no schools or names or places, but I dealt with that for years when I coached. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, a mom got mad at me because I made her son run because he was a part of the team and the whole team ran. Like, uh, so it, it, it irks me just because, like, 
I know like our parents would never do anything like that because they know never. that that puts you as a kid, as a player, how many steps back. And not even you know that, bro. What I'm saying, bro. That, like, that, what is they teaching us? What What is they teaching us as parents? What is that teaching us as young athletes who use this game to mold us? Mm-hmm. So, what is that? What is that teaching us, bro? Honestly, like, what do that teach us if our parents is up here fighting our battles for us? They can't fight your battles forever. I they promise can't. you. And it's like, I like we said this a couple episodes ago, like. We don't want to sit up here and act like we went through war to play basketball, football, baseball, soccer, whatever. But, like, whatever our coaches pitched to us, we stood there in the box and swung. Like, we had to. There was, was no, no like, like there. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so much leniency in today, like, in the world of athletics for kids. Oh, for um, sure. I don't, sure. I don't know. Like, I, it, it hurts me, bro. It really does. Because, like, like I've been saying, like, you see the kids that actually want to compete and get better. And then they almost can't because of all the other intrinsics that are going on. Oh, they can't, bro. And it's crazy because I was just talking. Me, Nap, and I, because we all practice around the same time as each other. So we share the gym. So mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, me and Ike practice at the same time, of course. And Nap and them go before us. So, like, you know, we would always stop and talk with each other after yeah. practice. And, um, you know, Nat was just saying, he he basically said that same thing, bro. He was like, I feel bad because for the kids who love the game, they can't even learn. And, you know, they're just sitting there, they're struggling. And they don't get as better as they could because we can't put our time on them because we got to put our time on the kids who probably won't play next year or won't mm-hmm. play by the time they get to high school. You know, and it's like, I almost feel like uh, the schools should put like a – uh, um, in a mural type of basketball for those type of kids. Yeah. So the no, kids like who want to really I compete, like you know what I mean? So the kids who want to compete, they could play and still learn at a high level and we could continue competing with these other schools. Bro, that actually makes me think. You just made me think of something. Remember when back home, Fatima, the school, remember they had like a intramural league, didn't they? No, nah, but that's where they, that's when they put that race league in there. Yeah, like that was, what was that? Like that I was Mark. Remember, remember that Mark. I remember. Uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Jennings. Like it was. Was it guys that played? I mean, it was everybody. Remember Josh Jennings, the guy that uh, played I, for Farrell. Yeah. Josh, I just, I'll, I'll show you a picture and you'll remember him then. But okay. Josh Jennings, Josh Jennings' dad, um, and Mr. Barry Holloway and other people probably, um, you know, came up with the idea racially so they could keep kids off the street. Because mm-hmm. I just remember guys that like didn't even play like. School ball, we're also allowed to play in that, which was cool because then yeah. if, if they did like it, maybe they would try out for the next go around or whatever. Or if they're like, dang, like this isn't for me, they stopped. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, that was basically for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, basically for the hoopers to come out and have somewhere else to hoop and, you know, have some good competition and stuff. But I mean, yeah, that was in the mirror where even, like you said, guys who didn't hoop could come and hoop. But I mean, I, I just feel like schools should do that. Like, schools should be more engaged in sports because I feel like schools looking and they like, oh, these kids just care about sports. They don't care about school. But, you know, if you keep them engaged with something, that's how they come to school and want to do right in school, you mm-hmm. know. But also just be more engaged with the sports because then that brings camaraderie within the school. Right. All I know is, like, if if people were in the locker rooms that I've been in, 
like the kid kids now, if they were in the locker rooms that I was in back in the day, like I just based off what I see, they would probably just be walking out right then and there. Oh, they or wouldn't like, last. Like us as a collective, like that was just we like I don't know, like I expected to get reprimanded and to get kind of put on the spot and I had to reciprocate it, I had to respond and then I did what I had to do. Exactly. Everyone did though. <laughs> I mean, that was just the norm. So it's it's weird, bro. But I'm I'm not trying to go on a rant about that, but I'm just saying it's like where is like the love for the game where like it's crazy. You could almost ask like a fifth grader or sixth grader. I know they're young, but it's like, or dude, honestly, maybe even a high school guy. Like, oh, name name your th- three favorite players in the league, and they might not even know. They don't might even not know. They don't even watch. They don't know. They're gonna say the obvious names like KD, LeBron, Steph Curry. But then you know, if you're like, oh, why? What do you like about their game? They just nice. And it's like yeah. okay, you know, and it's like, but that goes on the to the the phones. Mm-hmm. You know, being more of a thing to be on and into and be able to just watch highlights, like we said, that goes in the video games where they play the basketball in 2K and think that's real basketball for them. Or it just goes into parents not teaching the kids that when you play a sport, you're going into a sport to be, uh, if you're with a team, a team player, and you're going to learn and actually try to be something and not just playing just for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. instead of these parents coming and protecting their kids, um, these parents is, you know, coming to say that why their kids should be playing and why we not turning them into LeBron James. Like, I, I distinctively remember us breaking in high school all four years. And whether it was our head coach or assistant coaches, in that moment, they'd be like, Duke plays fucking William and Mary. Like, it'd be like a random ass game. It wouldn't even be a top tier game. And they'd be like, please watch that game. Or please watch this game. Please, please watch some basketball tonight once you get home. Get exactly. your homework done, watch some basketball. Exactly. And for guys like us, we're like, oh, okay, sweet. Like, we love the game. But that also got the guys that maybe were trying to figure things out. That allowed them to see the game at a higher level. They learned something, and then they came back the next day and were able to try and reciprocate it. All right, bro. And it's like, it's crazy because – like I said, I don't want to point kids out or groups out because, you know, I feel like I don't know who listen from the right. parents. That's how I am, too. Oh, but, like, it's like my group, I got a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of kids who may not be basketball players in the end. But, you know, with the work me and Ike been putting in with them, and then once they get up there to coach low, um, you know, by the time they graduate, they'll look like uh, high school basketball players. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock to them because they didn't want to be nothing past bas- high school basketball players with basketball. You know what I mean? So they'll look fundamental enough to play high school basketball. Right. Will they try to go to college for it? No, because they might be football players or they might just be athletes who wanted to play through high school. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. What, and you never what, know. They're so young. Like, who knows? Exactly. But with Ike's group, we got a lot of kids who played last year but didn't get no playing time. And then they come up there this year because they had kids younger than them starting over them. Um, you know, and then they come through this year and they're with their grade, so they have to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now this year, this is basically their, their first year, even though they played last year. So, you know, you see the difference in the groups, and it's like, why is your group like that and this group like this? And they got both coaches. But once you put the realm of things in, you start to understand. Mm-hmm. A just... lot of basketball need to be implemented. Implement- 
implemented in these houses and kids if they want to play. Uh, I hear you. It definitely starts at home. And, like, we could talk about this literally for, like, three hours. So I don't want to keep going crazy on it. But, like, I think, yeah, like you said, it starts at home. And my outlook on anything is if you start something, you got to finish it. If you don't plan on playing that sport the next season, cool. But, like, if you're on the team, bro, like, you signed up. That's a commitment. That's an you signed a contract. I know it's not no money. It's not a, a job, whatever. But like, I don't know. For for me, like, I I don't really understand the quitting aspect of things, and then I don't really even understand how there's not enough kids to field teams. But I don't know. I guess that like we talk about it every week. Like that's just the times we live in. Hopefully, we can overcome that kind of stuff and move past it, and the enjoyment of basketball comes back into light. Yeah, man. You no know, brick by brick, just keep trying to push it to the kids we can and you know just try to build it like mm-hmm. you said bro we just i feel like the more kids we see that's a lot of things that's a, that's a lot of thing about these kids too like basketball becomes difficult because they got to think and then like if they don't see the results early compared to football like because a lot of kids tell me in football if you're not good you can at least just go and take it out on somebody and hit them yeah you know, like like you, you you get picked out easily in basketball if you're not good so mm-hmm. it's like um they just got to see the work they put in, they got to see the results in order for them to start loving basketball again, I feel like. The more work you put in, the quicker those results will come about. I promise you. That's all. That's really all it is. But promise Let's move forward, bro. Uh, NBA All-Star starters were named this past week. Um, Mm -hmm. On the Eastern side, we got Giannis. He's the captain. KD, Tatum, Donovan Mitchell from the Cavs, and Kyrie, which is awesome. I like that five. That's a crazy five. The Western side, we got LeBron as the captain again. 19 times. He's never not going to be the captain. Crazy. Um, He's now tied with Kareem for the most All Star game selections. And then it's like if he plays, which he will, God willing, you don't get hurt in between now until the game, he'll have played in the most All Star games, I believe. Kareem was selected for 19, but he didn't play the final year from what Mm. I read. Okay. So you got LeBron, you got. Jokic, you got Steph, you got Luka, and then Zion rounding out the fifth guy for the Western side. That's a crazy five, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about through text. Like, I don't think either of us are mad about these 10 guys being the starters. Nah. Obviously, a couple dudes could sneak in there and you could replace here and there. I mean, I don't know. I remember us doing this last year and we were trying to like pick and choose who you would take out of the lineup, but like, there's so many intangibles, man, like with the fan voting, the players, the coaches, and the media. It's like 25% from all four perspectives. It's it's hard to really pick and choose who's going to start or who's even going to represent each conference, really. Yeah, man, I just I, I just get to the point where I let you just <laughs> – if I don't see it first, like who the starters or who made it, I just wait till you send it or it get announced because I'd be like, bro, just look into all that. It's like you can't go wrong, who, like like you said, putting people in and out, who should start, who what. But it's like you, there's so many more people who got snubbed who didn't make it, you know. So it's just like, man, this this all-star stuff is it's hard. It is. Like you think they should – because what, is it 12 guys per conference? Is that what they're doing now? I don't even I would, know. I would like to think – I think it's 12 it's either, per conference. Cause I, I think, like to think it's six or six. Because how many is on the bench? That's, I think it's 12 guys on each side. Because I think the argument's been like, 
should the NBA expand it to 15 on each side. But wow. But if you do that, you got to put more minutes, I feel like, or or more rotations in. At this that point, bro, it even harder. there's so much talent in the league. Like, there could be damn near 40 All-Stars every single year. So Once again, <laughs> that's when Adam Silver got to come up with a bright plan, bro. I feel like they should have a – if they don't do that where they add more players, they should have like an age limit. Not age limit, but like uh, by the bracket, All-Star type of game. So, you know, like John Morant and his draft class or maybe type thing. That'd be and cool. Then you, you know, like so where they go up against like maybe Dame Lillard, his draft class or some type. You know, like a certain type of thing. I like, like, I a, like that. I never thought a, of it like that. You know the other guys who made the All Star from that draft class, or 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 the or a certain amount of years of draft class, so that way that like maybe they can have two All Star games, so the guys don't get snubbed. Because I mean, I, obviously the whole NBA feel like they should make it, mm-hmm. but the top tier guys obviously feel like they should make it, and those are the ones who really should. Yeah, I mean honestly, bro, even the idea you just pitched, like even if they they said like, all right, we're gonna do, I don't know. We're going to select three guys from each draft class from rookies until the oldest dude in the league if you try and implement that. But then you do solidify the the actual 12 or 15 or how many that are going to compete in the game. So, like, you could have an – you could be an all-star, but maybe you don't play in the game. I don't know. I mean, there's so many moving parts in that, but, like – Or, bro, have a two-day two day game. You something. feel me? Like, have, like, have multiple all-star games. Mm-hmm. Like you have, like you can have like four to six teams, and then you break them all down, and, and they play all day, making like a tournament type stuff. Yeah, like the next day, except nobody play for a championship. Of course, it's just an all star game. Because mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. Like, uh, jaw did y'all make it? Um, so the reserves are going to be coming out. They're announced on the second, February second. Okay, then I was about to say we don't know if Jaw or Dane made it. Like these guys who are putting up numbers still. Joel you know, like, Embiid. Come on, man. He ain't <laughs> been a starter yet. Um, yeah, so it's like, I guess it's it's conflicting because the way the NBA has been doing it for how many years, like, that'll skew all-star, like, validity, maybe. Right. But at the end of the day, too, like, sometimes things do need to change and – I don't know. That's a whole. That's a whole. Just crazy conversation to even have. But yeah, the the reserves are about to be announced on February second. The games on February nineteenth. Where I think this is pretty cool. They're having the captains, so Giannis and LeBron. They've been doing that, like the draft of the reserves for the last how many years? But they normally do it like well, like a week in advance, like on TNT. This right. time they're doing it thirty minutes before the game, like at the arena. So it's kind of like a legit pickup game. Like you're getting chosen like in front of everybody. I think that's kind of cool. That's love. That's love. But then I wonder if guys feel embarrassed. Like, like the if last you're the last. Guy. <laughs> Ooh, wow. do, you, do you remember last year when it was it was LeBron and Durant, and that was right when uh, Harden went to Philly. <laughs> it was like a week after that, and yeah. KD did not want to pick Harden. Uh, yeah, he said. So. Hey, that's what he picked somebody else, and then they asked him why he started giving a bogus example. Yeah. So and then LeBron Le- loses it. Yeah, and then LeBron ended up picking Harden, James Harden, with the last pick, which, I mean, he's obviously one of our better players in the league. But, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I want to see how that goes about. Like, if you're that last guy, does that give you that, like, 
bump on your shoulder where you're going to go crazy in the game, or I don't know. It'll be cool to see. Definitely will. Um, how about two more things real quick, bro? Yes, sir. Um, the McDonald's All-Star selections were announced this past week, too. Something else everybody been tripping over. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and announce every single player, but shout-out to all the boys and girls that did get selected for arguably the biggest nod in high school basketball. Mm-hmm. But Definitely, man. That's a big honor. It's crazy. The The big topic, though, I think what you're hinting at is a couple guys that made it versus a couple guys that didn't. And the two <laughs> names we're always going to talk about, if you listen to the Breaking Barriers pod, you've heard us talk about these guys for years. Bronny James did get selected for the game where Mikey Williams did not. <laughs> so, listen, I saw this, right? They said, bro. <laughs> First of all, he don't average nine points. Somebody said Bronny averaged nine points, and he makes the All Star game. It's because his dad, and they're hating because uh, Mikey's better. And I'm just seeing all this, and I'm like, y'all really say whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like Bronny's winning. Bronny plays winning basketball. Um, Bronny's putting up the numbers, and Bronny probably nine times out of ten got the votes to make it. Mm-hmm. Mikey should have made it as well, but let's not knock Bronny and what he do. No, and that's the thing, too, because people are like, oh, Bronny's ranked number 34, I believe, right now in his class, and he made this game. <laughs> but then, bro, I mean, like... Uh, Was Mikey just, ranked again? Um, Is it 30-something, too? It's in the 30s, right? I believe so. So, okay, whatever, they're close in that sense. But then it's like that uh, Reed Shepard, the white dude who's going to Kentucky, the shooter. All right. I mean, yeah. he's nice, but he's ranked forty fourth. Bro, like, how do you really? How do you really rank somebody's game, and how do you really consider that number one when there's a lot of guys who could do what they do? One mm-hmm. is my question. Two, how do you base any of this? That's why I I like the All Star idea and McDonald's game stuff. But what? How do you do any of this because you're leaving out so much talent? Right. It's like if the top. Whatever, 30. Say they take 15 guys. I, I honestly don't know the number. If they take the top 15 guys, so it should be 1 through 30 in the rankings, right? But it's not. And it's like, so those guys that are in that top 30 that did get selected, they're like, what the hell? But then again, there are other factors that come into play into popularity, into money. Like, those definitely are motives. Um, but like you said, though, bro, like – People that are like, oh, Brian James is not good enough to be in this game. Like, y'all really don't watch basketball. At all. <laughs> He's been but, killing. <laughs> bro, his improvement from his freshman year is crazy. First of all, I mean, obviously, I knew his bounce and everything's going to get crazy. He was going to get more stronger. But to just see his poise and the way he deal with things um, and how he play and – how how much of a engaged teammate he is. Everybody, I mean, he could be snobbish. He could be cocky. His dad's the best player in the world. Um, he already a millionaire. He already going to be what he going to be. Mm-hmm. Everything's handed to him. But, I mean, he want to work for everything and be a normal person and, uh, and have people understand he's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, if you ain't seen, if you ain't watched him, you ain't watched Bronny from highlights, Bronny to a real game Bronny. 
you have to watch actually break down what he do because mm-hmm. he does a lot. He plays he plays like his dad, honestly. Bro, honestly, even you people that do solely watch clips and highlights, like, what don't you like about the clips and highlights you've seen from Bronny? <laughs> I mean, those are wild too. But I mean, yeah, watch a full game. Like, what was it like two weeks ago? He knocked off the number one player at least at the time, and I think it was the junior class, maybe. Sierra Canyon, they beat them, and Bronny had I think he dropped twenty two. 10 and 7 or something like yeah it's an amazing game in the high school ranks like what are you talking about how is this kid not good people saying that he's not good just don't know basketball why would he that, he's ultimately he's gonna go to a high division one program but he's not be good a at pro. basketball like what are you and talking then, about those are the people that hate his dad mm-hmm. at the end of the day and it's just like you can't guard him promise so, what's I, your point? I'm happy he's a, a McDonald's All-American. I mean, I think, I think, he's, he I think it. it's valid. Yeah, like, the game speaks for itself. Let's obviously, be real. He, obviously, he, he the name been, helps. Exactly. But let's be real. He would have been a state champion his freshman year had COVID not hit. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's another thing under his resume that he, he could use. Because, I mean, they're kind of claiming that state title. Sierra King was. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that little documentary they had, they they coached about them state rings. Well, so. that's the thing too. You brought this up, like Bronny James and Sierra Canyon. They play top tier, whether whether they're California based schools or even just prep schools, night in night out. Where Mikey Williams and San Ysidro, like they really don't. I mean, they they play a tough schedule. Don't get me wrong, but. They have some like conference games, which every high school has their their standard conference, where the competition just isn't that high. I mean, yeah, I will, I will yeah. say I think Mikey should be a an all a McDonald's All American though. Like, come but on, he now. definitely should. He definitely should. That's that's just them trying to prove a point. It's kind of like the Lamelo Ball effect. Low key, I mean, obviously Lamelo's journey. I mean, Mikey's has been absurd too, but. <laughs> my bad, my god, <laughs> man. I, I was about to send you the meme, like the two hours later thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't do me like that, bro. Don't do me like that. No, no, no. Business call, business call. That's all. Yes, Work sir. call. Had to make, had to, had to get the confirmation or something, man. That's all. I got you. No worries, man. So we're back. Um, I was just talking about we're still within the McDonald's All American stuff, and we we're talking about Mikey getting snubbed. And I was kind of hinting at it's somewhat similar to LaMelo Ball's situation a couple years back where right. he, obviously he was at, playing at Chino Hills and then he went to Lithuania and then he played in the JBA. Then he returned to high school basketball. So they rolled him ineligible due to being a pro mm. where Mikey's not necessarily a pro, but he's kind of had a similar route where he's been bouncing around the last couple of years. <laughs> so it's like I don't know if that's McDonald's way of kind of saying don't do that. That'll lead you to not getting a bid to the game, but I don't know, bro. That's that's kind of my at least quick correlation. I mean, it's crazy, honestly. I just I just need to know what his criteria was that didn't fit. But I don't it's know. Like, if it's, maybe he got a cockiness about him they don't like. I don't know. Maybe and that's really the only thing that you can kind of pinpoint because, like, the dude has such a following. If you want to bring money into that game whether it's social media wise, whether it's in person, like a lot of money can be 
created based off having Mikey Williams in that event. And I think he deserves to be there. So, I don't know. I'm wondering why he didn't make it. It's crazy. But, you know, the world will know when they tell us. But Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out here in a couple days, weeks, whatever. Um, I do want to say the only two five stars that weren't selected for this game, one being your boy Rob Dillingham, (laughs) Penda, Kentucky. But it's because technically he's ineligible due to playing with overtime elite. That's what they're spinning at. He's getting paid to play, therefore he can't play in this game. Mm, wow. And then there's one other dude who's committed to Texas guard, A.J. Johnson. So, like, if I'm that kid, I'm pissed too, but I, I don't really know. Like we were talking about earlier, like, how the committee decides who's in, who's out, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm over them type of things at this point, bro. Right. You know, because it's just, like, it's frustrating to not really know how they go about like, I'm not saying they got to literally explain to us, but I feel like they should almost drop, like, a documentary or something type to, like, you know, explain to us how they go about picking this type of, like, how do you fit the criteria? How do they Honestly. pick it? You know, because it's like, you know, you got guys like us who really want to know, and you just you just picking these guys, and it's like you leaving off a – I mean, you always going to leave off somebody that's good, obviously, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. it's like, how do you leave a five-star off? And yeah, he, and he ain't getting paid for basketball. It's uh, even honestly, bro. Like, just drop a tweet of the criteria. Like, you don't even have to have a full statement verbally. You don't have to type up like a a true document on Word or whatever you want to call it. Like, throw out a tweet of your criteria for being enrolled or participating in that game, and then everyone can move on. That's too light for me. Because then, what if Mikey and them make it, that criteria? <laughs> You're right, you're right. Yeah, it would have to be like a 10-page document at this point. I need a documentary, man. Have all the... McDonald's. uh, uh, McDonald's documentary. Let's go make a document. We got to make... We got something to work right there. There we go. When we make it, bro, nobody better steal our idea. True. And I do want to say, too, your boy DJ Wagner, he's on the eastern side of things, but... Did you know, like, his grandpa and his – obviously, we know about his dad. but So, he's the third-generation Wagner <laughs> being selected for this, which is crazy, bro. Like, grandpa, dad, and son all played in the game. Like, that's a, that's a real hoop family, for real, for real. And then he have a son, and he going to do the same thing. No, I'm saying it. And then oh. if he have a son. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I was going to say, Dan. No, but the, the, three, the three generations things, that's tough. Bro, that's, that's really cool. And did you know they was all ranked number one? At some I mean, point. I remember Pops. See, I never heard too, too much about the grandpa besides him being on what Louisville's, like, upper management stuff. Yeah, they. so from what I've read, I don't know if it's true because you know how these little uh, websites put their spin on it. But um, from what I read, he was number one out there in New Jersey, too. He was ranked number one, Dang. too, and so was his dad. Uh DJ Wagner, yeah. So that's a hoop family, for real, for real. So shout out to the Wagner. Shout out to DJ doing his thing. I mean, it's been like at least over the last four years, at least at one point, it was him and Mikey really battling for that number one spot. Right. There's a couple other guys that have moved into that spot in and out, but he's consistently stayed within the top, what, one to three? One to so, three, I mean, yeah. One to three. He, he's like that, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, Go so Big we'll Blue. Yeah, yeah, I know you're hype. So mm-hmm. I mean, we'll be we'll be watching that All Star game, kind of giving our insights on what happens there. But one final thing, real quick, 
And I know since he was asleep last night, I told you it's on YouTube. You got to check it out, at least a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. The overtime elite, they had they have those like takeover things they do every year. Right. But now it's like actually within the league. The mm-hmm. last couple of years it was like whoever, like Mikey has been in um uh Julian Newman's been in like all that kind of crap. But goofball. Yeah, and now it's like within the guys that are in their league. And they did a king of the court, they did a dunk contest. I mean, I just want to pinpoint like overtime and overtime elite, like they're doing so much for the basketball world that couples high school basketball, street ball, and just like overall entertainment, which I just want to give them their props. Like it's really cool to see. Shout out to them, man. They they make the young kids' dreams come alive. Help keeping them alive. So mm-hmm. I mean their facilities we know is crazy, but like the opportunity to kind of just build your own brand within a multi million dollar brand of overtime like is huge. You can't replicate that. Um, it's funny I put that Eli Ellis kid in the graphic when I made it last night before I even watched the event he ended up winning the king of the court wow so he's a sophomore little white guard he came in there he he won the whole thing so if he, if y'all don't know who he is you definitely should um, go to the overtime elite I believe YouTube channel tap in with that like He's funny, entertaining on the social media side of stuff, but he's also a bucket. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see where he ends up over the next couple of years. Definitely. We got to keep our eyes out on him for sure. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the next guy. Like, we've been following Mikey and Bronny and them for a couple of years. I think Eli is that next younger talent that we're going to be watching for the next upcoming years. So, it's cool. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, I mean, this has been a long episode, a couple breaks, but it's been a good episode for sure. <laughs> episode 81. You got anything you want to sign out on? Nah, man. We appreciate everybody that listens. Shout out to Anchor, Apple, Spotify, whole gang. Mm-hmm. Let's get it up. Get active on our day, brother. Yes, sir, bro. I'll be talking to you. All right, bro.